Welcome to A Bigger Life, where you can break through the distractions, stop, listen, and speak to God in prayer. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you use the Bible as your conversation with God so you can live a bigger life. last couple episodes, we've been looking at John 6, Jesus feeding the 5,000 plus people with uh, five barley loaves and two fish. And we've been looking at the significance of Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. And the I am statements of Jesus when he says he is, and there's a, there's a, a metaphor, I am the light of the world he, in John. There's seven of these in John. Seven being a key number, going back to the very first page of the Bible, the seven days of Genesis, signifying the kingdom of God. And I talked about that a few episodes ago. You can go back and listen to it. But I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the true vine. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. These are statements, these seven statements that John the Apostle has in his gospel are telling us that Jesus is Yahweh, the I Am, the name of God in the Hebrew Scriptures. God talks about this in Exodus 3. We'll look at that passage someday. But when God gives his name he, to Moses, he says, Tell them, I am sent you. And then he says, He is, shall be my name for generation after generation. So the, he is, is the Hebrew verb Yahweh. It's a play upon that name, I am. So when Jesus says, I am, that is emphatic in this. John has it written in such a way where the I am sticks out. And it's awkward Greek, actually. It's going out of his way to say, I am Yahweh. Yahweh is the bread of life. I am Yahweh. Yahweh is the light of the world. I am Yahweh. Yahweh is the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus is that because he Yahweh has become human in the person of Jesus. That's not all that's going on in the Gospel of John. So after Jesus fed the 5,000, it says that he, John says in John six fifteen, that he withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Jesus withdrew again to a mountain by himself. This same story told in Matthew 14 and Mark 6 say that Jesus withdrew to a mountain by himself to pray. So Jesus needed time, wanted time alone with the Father to pray. So John says again in John six sixteen, when evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. Now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. Now, the other gospels say that they thought it was a ghost, all this kind of stuff. So verse 20, but he, Jesus, said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Now, again, in the original language this was written in, in the Greek, it's an awkward thing. What Jesus literally says is, I am, don't be afraid. That's true also in the accounts of Matthew and Mark as well. This is awkward. It's not the normal way it would be said. And so when Jesus says, I am, don't be afraid, this is pregnant with meaning. 
In the account of Matthew 14, verse 27, it says, But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. It is I, is what it says in English, because the English is trying to Englishify it. But it's in the Greek, Take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. Same thing we read in the account of Mark chapter 6. And so what's going on here is that this is a picture for us, something we can meditate on in some sense as we worship Yahweh, as we worship the I Am, Jesus standing on the water, God becoming human in the person of Jesus, taking five loaves of bread and two fish and miraculously multiplying it to feed over 5,000 people. And now Jesus is walking on the water, and he is standing on the water with his disciples in the boat, and it is telling us that the wind is strong, the, the waves are strong. Jesus is standing on the water, and, he, and they are afraid, and he says, take courage in the other Gospels. And John is just, I am, don't be afraid. In John chapter 8, Jesus is talking with the people who don't believe in him, and he's having a, an argument, he's having a debate with them about who he is. And he says in verse 24, I told you that you would die in your sins if you do not believe that I am he. You will indeed die in your sins. Now, again, the translators are trying to make it make sense in English, but it really doesn't make clear sense even in Greek. Jesus is going out of his way. All he says there in the original language is, if you do not believe that I am, you will indeed die in your sins. Jesus is saying to them in ways that those who have ears can hear that it's far more offensive than you even think. I am the I am. And if you don't believe that I am the I am, you will die in your sins. A few verses down in this same discussion, Jesus says in verse 28, so Jesus said, when you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know that I am he. Now you by now know what's going on. It just says in the original Greek, you will know that I am and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the father has taught me. So again, Jesus is saying, when you have lifted up the son of man, now that word lifted up in the Greek language is a word that's pregnant with meaning. Again, it means to exalt. It means to lift up so what's Jesus meaning? Does he mean lift up in the sense, is he predicting when they crucify him, when they lift him up on the cross, his death will show something of what Yahweh is. His death will show something of the glory of the selflessness, the cross of the I am. Or is he saying, when you exalt me, that's when you'll know that I am the I am. Well, I think he's doing his Jesus thing and he's doing both in one sentence. And so John says, a couple of verses down in verse 30, even as he spoke, many believed in him. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And then they get into an argument with him about, we're, we're not even slaves, we're Abraham's offspring, we're not slaves of anybody, blah, blah, blah. And until it gets to verse 58, and Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. Now, the English leaves it as its awkwardness in the Greek. Before Abraham was, I am. 
It's clear what Jesus is doing here. He existed before Abraham, but it's not just that he existed before Abraham. He goes out of his way to have awkward grammar, even in the Greek, before Abraham was born, I am. Now they understood what's going on here. So the next verse says, at this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus slipped away. In John 18, it's the night that Jesus is going to be arrested and he's praying with his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Judas has betrayed Jesus. And so there are, it says in verse 2, now Judas, who had betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. So they come to Jesus, and it says in verse 4, Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it that you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. Now you know what's going on there, right? The English is not quite giving us the Greek. What Jesus says there is simply, I am. So who do you seek? Jesus of Nazareth, they reply. I am, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am, it says in verse 6, when Jesus said, I am, I am he in the English, but I am in the Greek, they drew back and fell to the ground. So here's Jesus going to be arrested by these guards and all this. They got torches and clubs and all this. And he says, who do you seek? And they say, Jesus of Nazareth. It's dark. And he says, I am. And John says, when he said, I am, they all fell back on their butts to the ground. So verse seven, again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they asked. So Jesus lets them up. The I am lets them up. And Jesus answered, I told you that I am. <laughs> it's, this is, this is, he's just, before he's being arrested and crucified, he's driving the nail into the ground here. I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. Now, when Jesus said, I told you that I am, that is the seventh time in the gospel of John. There are seven times where he says these absolute I am statements with, without a metaphor behind it. So not the I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world, but just simply I am statements. Before Abraham was born, I am. Who do you seek? Jesus of Nazareth, I am. Walking on the water and they're afraid, I am. Don't be afraid. Unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am. John is telling us that the I am, the one who is the source of all existence, who created everything. Remember, John said in the very first chapter of his book, the Gospel of John, he says in verse 3, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. This is the I am who became human, the one who is the source of all existence, the one who is the source of light, the one who is the source of life, the one who is the author of life, the giver of life, has become human. And he walks on the water and he stands there and says, be courageous, I am, don't be afraid. Unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. When the Son of Man is lifted up, then you will know that I am. When you exalt me, when I am crucified, 
before Abraham was born, and Abraham had lived 2,000 years before Jesus, before Abraham was born, I am. Who do you seek? I am. And they fell back to the ground, and then he lets them up, and he says it two more times, seven times in the Gospel of John, signifying that Jesus is bringing this seventh-day shalom to the cosmos, to creation. Jesus is the seventh day. Jesus is the coming of the restoration of the earth. Jesus is the one who's bringing the kingdom of God, the kingdom of shalom. Now, if you're a Christian, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was born of the Virgin Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit, that God became human in the person of Jesus, we have to really understand in our imagination what has happened. The I am who created the universe, the I am who is existence itself, the source of all life, the source of all being, is embodied in the person of Jesus as the perfect human being. He's embodied in the person of Jesus so that he could be lifted up on the cross and die for our sins and break through the other side so that we don't have to die in our sins. So that he can come to us standing on the waters of chaos, the waters of evil, the waters of all the things that are a storm in our lives. And he says, have courage, I am, don't be afraid. The one who had made the promise to Abraham that through his offspring, this world will be blessed. People from every family, nation on earth will be blessed. This ultimate offspring of Jesus said, before Abraham was born, I am. This big story that God is doing, this better story that your life can be in if you believe that Jesus is the I am. All that God is for you in Christ he is the I am standing next to you in the storms of your life saying, have courage. I am. Don't be afraid. Exalt me. I am the I am. I have been lifted up for you. I have broken through the other side of death for you. Unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. Jesus let himself be arrested when he said, I am, and they fell to the ground, he could have left them there. He could have left them there and their bones would still be there if he didn't let them up. He is the I am, but he let them up so that they could arrest him, so that he could be lifted up, so that you and I don't have to die in our sins, so that he could fulfill the promise he made to Abraham of a restored earth with a restored people of God because of his resurrection, of his being lifted up in his resurrection and ascension, coming back again to bring the seventh day. It's an amazing story. When you see how all these places in the Bible are telling this one story of the I am, the ultimate story of the I am becoming human so that you and I could be in his kingdom and restored to what God meant us to be as created in his image to rule and to continue his work of creation, to reflect his glory, to live in his love. We don't have to be afraid even now in the storms because he is the I am. And he is writing this big story and he is calling you and me into it. When we exalt the I am in worship, when we exalt Jesus as the I am in our worship, then we know 
that he is, that he is, that all that he is for us in Christ. This is what worship is. When we worship him in spirit and truth, when we understand who he is as the I am, it fuels our lives. It changes our desires more and more that we would desire him, that we would really understand that he is, that he is, and all that that means for us as, as we come to him, as we follow him, as we believe his words, it sets us free, as he says in John 8. And so we worship you, Lord. We lift you up in our hearts. We exalt you in our hearts. You are far above all things because you created all things. The creator of this universe, we want you to be magnified in our hearts, magnified in our imaginations, that you, what it means that you are the I am. And you stood there in the person of Jesus, becoming human forever in the person of Jesus, dying on the cross, bodily dying, bodily raising from the dead, rising from the dead, and bodily ascending to heaven as a human body forever, and ascending there to come back and bring your shalom to this earth as a human in the person of Jesus forever. You have gone all in to save this world, this bigger story. Jesus standing on the water saying, "Be have courage, be courageous. It is I, I am. Don't be afraid. I am the I am. Don't be afraid. Have courage. You're in a storm, but have courage. I believe you, Lord Jesus. I believe you that you stand on the waters in my life the fears in my life, the worries in my life, all the anxieties in my life. I don't know the future, and there are things that I worry about the future, but you stand upon the future, and you say to me, have courage, I am, don't be afraid. And so I choose to believe you. I choose to trust you as the I am. I don't have to be afraid. I can trust you. I exalt you. I know that you are the I am. I don't want to die in my sins. You take away my sins and you give me your righteousness and you restore me to righteousness in a resurrection like yours because you are the forever God who is my God forever. You are the I am. Before Abraham was born, you are the I am. And you became human to fulfill the promise you made to Abraham to be the ultimate offspring of Abraham so that through you, you could bless people from all families on earth forever in your kingdom. I want to be in your kingdom. I want to be in that story. You let yourself be arrested and crucified, beaten, because you are the I am and there's something about who you are that is manifested in the fact that you died and you gave your life, that you are the self-giving God, that your love is a sacrificial love. You created us to share yourself, to sacrifice yourself for us, to bring us into this incredible story. And I choose to believe you, to follow you, Lord Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my King. You are the I am. I, I'm with you. I stand with you. I want to wear your jersey. I want to be your disciple. I want to follow you. You are the good shepherd. You are the bread of life. You are the way and the truth and the life. You are the resurrection and the life. You are the true vine, and I live from you. You are the gate, 
and I come into your fold, your sheep pen, to be part of your sheep through you. I worship you. You are the I am. And therefore, I am somebody who has a future and a hope. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.